Ask the Podcast Coach for November 25th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. We got to dance off that turkey and all the mashed potatoes. And <laughs> Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I am Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com and joining my right over there, bringing his 8 million years of coaching and podcasting experience as well, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I've never thought of it in those terms of eight years of experience doing this, but uh, happy Thanksgiving weekend to you. Good to be back on Ask the Podcast Coach. Yep. A couple days off, it feels weird on a Saturday morning. You know, you get a couple days off, you're like, is today Monday? Yeah, I, uh, Wednesday. I was like, I actually woke up and was like, wait, is today Ask the Podcast Coach? I'm like, no, it can't be. And then it was like, finally, I actually had to ask Alexa. I'm like, what day is it? She's like, it's Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, no, I got, you know. It's a weird It's a weird weekend. I put a lot of hours in from September through, through November. And you get to this weekend and you're like, oh, four days. Wow, you can get some stuff done. I was out mowing the lawn yesterday. Because that's what you do on Friday. It's beautiful, right? I mean, the weather is just <laughs> phenomenal here. I, I unbelievable, like almost like almost like you know spring like weather. And I, I joked this morning. I gave the lawn a beard because I only got halfway through it, and then I ran out of gas. Uh, and, you know, it's like uh, you want to run out of gas for the winter because you don't want to store that stuff. Right. But then only half the lawn is done. So in honor of the no shave November, I also gave my lawn a no shave beard. So half of it still has the leaves <laughs> on it. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, we're going to start off with something first, just because somebody asked us an audio question. Hmm. And this is, this Love came, from, this came from Facebook. Um, quasi, uh, crazy. You know, I hate Facebook uh, really, because here's the thing. I had that pulled up in a Facebook group. And when I went back to it, it said, uh, I'm going to update and refresh and, I don't have it anymore. So we won't start with that. Well, we'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah, we come back to it. We'll, we'll come back to it. Dave, do you see any deals? Uh, any, you know, this is really, this is the weekend. Like in theory, if you are ever going to purchase or upgrade equipment or do things for your studio, this would be the weekend you do it. Right. I mean, there's and, uh, well, allegedly it's, there's so many details. It's weird because I was thinking, I want to get a new mic arm and a new, I want to get the official like shock mount for the RE20. And the only place I've ever seen that is at BSW. And it was funny because BSW had a great deal on the shock mount, I think a cable, and the RE20, RE320 for 300 bucks. Well, I already have the RE320. Don't really need the microphone. And so the shock mount was like 100 bucks. And then depending on where you buy it, I wanted to get whatever it is, the PS2T, the Heil arm. That's like 110. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, that's 200 bucks. You know, you're going to sneeze away 200 bucks at a mouse click. And I went, I'm like, no, you know what? This actually works right now. I don't really need it. Uh, and it's, it wasn't special. If it, if it was like, you know, 30% off this weekend, I probably would have pulled the trigger. But I really didn't see anything. Uh, I didn't see anything in any Facebooks where people are like, oh, my gosh, this mixer's, you know, 40%. I didn't really see anything. Anything on, like, I know uh, the in the world of Alexa, you know, you can get an uh, Alexa dot for 29 bucks, you know. Yeah, yeah, both the both the Google uh, device uh, and the Amazon device yeah. are on sale. Um, you know, Kindle Fire, some of those kinds of things are are the prices of 
down at 30 up if you don't have i have a i have a dot on my desk here that controls all the lights down here in the basement and it's hard for 30 bucks it's hard to pass that up they're yeah. normally 60 i think so they're half price or something like that they're pretty close um i, I went to best buy yesterday just like you did which is just nuts <laughs> like we should both be examined yeah the same this point right and i went i took it was it was 1 p.m so most of the rush was over but they had plenty of those in stock i think it's nice to have a virtual assistant on your on your desk to ask it things like the time or set timers or ask information to i've actually have mine my echo is wired it better not say it too loud Mm -hmm. it's uh wired in to the to the uh to the mixer and so it's uh, it's handy dave i think um hard drives right now you know we often mm. don't think as podcasters we don't think about the mechanics we think about mixers and microphones and those kinds of things but two things that were really good deals this year a best buy is running an eight terabyte external drive for 150 bucks that's nuts so that that's was gone crazy it was gone i can't even picture eight terabytes you know no I, mean? I know and the question is do you want to store <clears throat> excuse me do you want to store that much information on one drive because imagine if you had everything on there and that drive went bad and yeah that's the other thing exactly right so you gotta you gotta question that but uh the drive space both external and internal right now is pretty inexpensive and there are deals you'll want to watch from now until christmas there'll be different deals everybody you know if you miss black friday don't worry about it cyber monday is coming up that's this true Monday. And there'll be deals all through net between now and Christmas. But I think hard drives are one thing. If you don't, if you're not backing it up, if you're not making two copies of something locally, that's a good idea of getting of getting something like that. The other thing we underestimate or we don't we, we don't normally think about is flash drives and and those go in our um uh, recorders and those kinds of things. And right now you can get them. This is the cheapest time of the year that you that's can get them. That's a good point. Because right those do so. eventually go bad. They do. Yeah. Eventually. You get yeah, a couple it's, it's going to take a while. Yeah. You get a couple years out of them. But, you know, if you maybe you bought a, the 16 gig when you first bought your voice recorder. Well, t- it's now it's time to get a 64. That's the sweet spot for <laughs> for those cards. Right. It, um, you know, 128 are still probably expensive. 256 is getting, you know, getting there. Depends on the deal. Right. But um, but and then flash drives, you know, you can never if you're going to move files around. USB flash drives are a great way to yeah. take big files and move them around. So if you need to do it that way. I just did that. Um, Joe Pardo was nice enough to record my session at DC Podfest. Now, it's, it's it's Joe standing at the back of the room. It's not high production value, but it was nice for something to review. And I went, I thought, you know what? I should throw that into the, the um, you know, post show, the, the awesome supporter kind of thing. Um and it was a matter of I tried to get it into Dropbox. And I'm doing it on my old laptop. And I was like, you know what? I got a USB drive sitting right here. It's like it took like two seconds. We're so used to throwing everything in the cloud. And I was like, oh, yeah, there are these. these. Remember when we used to use these little USB sticks? And uh, Yeah, and they're super cheap right now. 64 gig, again, you can get for under 50 bucks. And and probably even cheaper. I, I, I've got a bunch. They're all stacked up here on my. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bunch just sitting there waiting for me to use. Um, Dave, you mentioned slow laptop. There's never a better time of the year to buy new PC equipment than it is right now. I've actually, if you follow Slick Deals, so slickdeals.com, you can sign up for alerts on all these things. And so I even saw a Mac come out, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks off and uh, PCs are ridiculously cheap right now. If you are struggling, if your PC is three or four years old, 
and it wasn't very good three or four years ago, yeah. guess what? It hasn't gotten any better. So, you know, now is a good time to think about upgrading, you know, and, and, you know, laptops are great because you can take them around, but desktops generally have better processors in them for cheaper. Yeah. So if you're all my studio equipment is desktop stuff that's here. I don't, I, I don't try to run the show off of my surface or off of a laptop just because those generally have mobile processors in them or they have mobile chips for the graphics. Um, and so you want to, you want to get some hardcore, like you know, desktop equipment. And but by the way, it's cheaper. So yeah. do it that way. Yeah. I, uh, I actually went to Walmart about midnight on Thursday night. I was driving home from my brother's house and, uh, that was crazy. Just the fact that there were that many people in Walmart, all the wall people, uh, pretty close. I was just amazed that there were a lot of cars in the parking lot. I was like, really at midnight. And cause at that point they'd been open since six. And that's why I thought, Oh, I'll stop by, see what's left. You know, and there were, again, nothing really, my brother and I were talking about this. The older you get, you don't really need anything. You know, it's like, well, I guess I could get some new pots and pans and jump on the copper pan bandwagon or whatever. But it's like, I don't really need anything. And uh, that was crazy. And then I went to Best Buy the next day about 9 a.m. And then it was hilarious. I don't know what I was thinking. I needed Drano because it turns out when your cat loves to sit in the bathtub, that doesn't do good things for your drain. And, uh, I went into to Target to buy one bottle of Drano and I go over and I get my Drano and I'm like walking towards the checkout and they had a thing where they had all, you had to go through one line and then you had somebody that would say, okay, you know, register six is open. You can go to register 10. Okay. Three is open. And I'm sure it would have lasted a while, but it was literally like 30 people deep. And I just went, okay, I'm not standing in this line for one bottle of Drano. I'll go tomorrow and get it and everything's fine. But yeah, it was a well, little it crazy. is crazy how we go and there are some doorbuster deals that if you right. can get there early and you can get our great deals, right? Those bring them in. But most of us miss those. I do think end of the year, we talk about this every year, Dave, that we do this. I think end of the year is a good time to think about replacing some of that equipment that's gotten a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. So the, the best prices are going to be now. And if you just kind of, if you look around, set alerts, like I said, set an alert on slick deals, slickdeals.com. You can set an alert. It'll tell you when things are, when they, they go out and find those prices for you. And it works real well that way. Is, uh, is Slick Deals better or have you ever used Camel, Camel, Camel? Yeah, I have. I've used both. Now, Camel, Camel, Camel only works on Amazon. Uh-huh. Slick Deals is everything. So, yeah. um, and I think it's gotten better. It, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of gone through some phases. It's, I'm sure there's some ad revenue stuff that goes on, but I've been recently in the last six months or so, man, slick deals has been a really, and they'll spam you a lot. Don't get me right. wrong. You are going <laughs> to get a ton of emails from them. Okay. It, it, it's just the way it works every time there's a deal and they send you some proactive deals. But um, if you like that kind of stuff, now is the time of the year to think about, okay, what, what in my studio needs to be replaced? What's long in the tooth? What could we do you know, better on? Now would be the time, I think. Now, here's the hard part, Dave. Most people are buying Christmas presents too. Yeah. So, you know, you're buying Christmas <laughs> presents for yourself and then you're buying Christmas presents for others. That gets a little, we, years ago, we started just putting money away every month just for Christmas presents for, you know, the way to do it. family. So when we get there, you know, we just take that cash and just spend it. And so I don't have to worry about, you know, am I spending Christmas money on this kind of stuff? But you should also, it's also start time to think about your taxes. We've talked about this before as well. You should be preparing. So make sure that you're, you are anything you buy for your podcast studio. If you are going to 
if you're going to self-report income, right? SE on an mm-hmm. SE form on 1040. Anything you buy related to podcasting can be written off. So now, by the way, I'm not a tax lawyer, so I can't, I can't claim that, but, <laughs> but that's what the rules say in, in, in the tax code. So keep track of all that stuff. We used to keep track of receipts. You don't need to do that anymore. All these online, if you buy it from Amazon, they have your records going back to like 1994. <laughs> right. So you're, you're fine there. But um, a good idea, uh, Dave, especially for you, you do a lot of self-employment stuff. Mm-hmm. And so make sure any equipment you're using to purchase for it can be written off in that year. You're not going to want to depreciate anything like that because it's just you don't have anything that expensive yeah. generally. That always seemed like a big, I, I could see if I was a restaurant and I bought thousands of dollars in equipment, but I'm like for a, you know, $300 laptop, I'm not going to go through the depreciation. No, just write it off in a year, make an expense and write it off in the year that you, um, that you, you bought it, but keep track of all that. If you if you have any income, I have uh, a relationship with LastPass and every year they write me a check to be the, uh, my primary sponsor. I can write off most of that check in expenses. Yeah. Whether it be hosting or whether it be, you know, equipment or whatever, so just keep track. Get a spreadsheet, put it on your desktop anytime you spend money or get money, put yeah. it in the spreadsheet. And sometime between now and the end of the year, I'll probably go back and look at my stats and see if there's anything that really stood out, like episode-wise, mm-hmm. to see like, okay, this seemed to resonate, this seemed, you know, and then look for the good and look for the things that didn't. And, and realize sometimes maybe if you have a show that was really lower than the other ones, that may have been a timing issue or, you know, who knows, but, uh, I always try to, to kind of do that. In fact, this week on the school of podcasting, I'm doing a, what are you going to be doing differently in 2018? And one of the things I want to do, um, is I want to cut back. I've already cut back on one of my shows. I want to, I want to thin the herd on how many podcasts I'm doing. Cause I just, I do one every night. Basically, if I, if I hit all my podcasts, I do one in evening and it just, that's fine. If you want to have absolutely zero personal life, so I want to cut that back. And then I want to promote more. I don't really do a lot of, I mean, I do Facebook and Twitter and blah, 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 but I don't really spend a lot of time really looking for creative ways to promote my stuff. And, and I think that's something I need to do more of. So, but yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a good time of the year to think about those things yeah. and what do we need and what do we, what, what, what could we use? What could we have on hand? What would be available you know, depending if I'm going to go out and do interviews, I might want to think about upgrading that digital voice recorder. If that's the, that's because that's probably the most important thing in your toolbox. If you're going to be out doing interviews yeah. or if you're in the studio, it's like, do I need to upgrade? Um, do I need to upgrade my hosting? I mean, maybe you're on one of these GoDaddy cheap, whatever, and it's time to upgrade that to some big boy, you know, some real hosting. Uh, so to speak. And so, you know, it's, it's time to stop paying $3 a month and, and maybe spend 10 on some, on some real hosting. So there's some, there's some, I think this is the best time we, we have, we have a, usually here in the United States, we have a bunch of time off, you know, it's Christmas and it's, it's the holidays. And so it's a lot of good times to, to think about, um, uh, picking up some of these. So start looking now, this is a good weekend to really kind of put that list together of like, Oh, I think, Dave, the other thing, a good idea to do is get that list put together. Uh, maybe you don't buy it all now, but you've got it available. You're, you're kind of watching things and you mm-hmm. say, hey, when this goes on sale, I'm going to buy it. That yeah. actually helps you spread out your purchases as well. Yeah. You mentioned uh, WordPress. I had somebody yesterday that emailed me and said, you got to help me. Uh, my feed's dead and blah, 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 blah. And I go over and this is where I say, usually again, it's not PowerPress. 
it's WordPress that, and I walked, I finally was able to log in and they had, I'm going to say no less than 25, if not 30 plugins and 16 of them needed updated. And I went, I think I see your problem. And I said, when was the last time you backed up your website? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm like, mm, you know, okay, managed WP, got them hooked up on with that, updated their plugins and um, was able to get their feedback. And then uh, she's like, can I switch over to the Libsyn feed? I'm like, well, you've asked the right guy for that one. So got her connected yeah. on that. But I just, if you're using WordPress, keep it. Number one, if you don't keep things updated, not the fact that it'll break, but number one, you're leaving yourself wide open to be hacked. And so, and then always have a, a backup. So yeah. 4.9 4. is out too on WordPress. Yeah. That just came out this week or last week and a good time. You know, I always, Dave, uh, you know, since I'm posting every week, I have to jump into WordPress to, you know, mm. do the, do the post. It's a great time to take a quick peek at your plugins and just, you know, Hey, do any need update? Boom. Uh, one of the advantages for me, self-hosting and having a really good host provider right. that, those literally take about six seconds to update because it's so fast. So click, it does its thing. This is where if you're on slow, a slow, really slow host provider, this is where those updates can be painful. And I get why people don't do it because it can take a minute or two. And that feels like an eternity when you're trying to post your podcast. But when you have a great host provider and it's fast, those should take seconds, literally. And then even the upgrade to four nine, I think took me less than 30 seconds. It was super fast. And I don't think it's a gigantic upgrade. But I go in there, get them updated, make sure you're doing it. And so for me, because I'm posting every week, I just do that. Now I have some, I consult for some other folks and they're posting like every 45 days. Well, yeah. okay, I have to come up every once in a while. I have to think, I logged into that site for a while and then I go out there and update it for them. I have a, uh, just a, a site I have just to play on. I think it's Dave's blank website, something.com, whatever. And uh, it's always fun when I log into that because it's, it's one I need to add on my list of things to log in because I'll log in and like everything is just like, you haven't been here in a long time. Uh, Craig says, I'm scared to update Genesis in case it breaks my appendipity theme. Yeah, I'm, I found that one theme, second line, I think was the name of it. I need to go back and because I, I put it on and then I pulled it off. And when I put it back on, it was a little wanky. And, and they've, they've said they've updated some things. They're listening really hard to what feedback they're getting. But I'm still not 100% sold on it. Um, that's always going to be a thing. Hey, I, I do have the uh, the audio of the thing I was trying to get earlier oh. if we want to play that. This yeah. is this is not uh, – how do you pronounce it, Jim? Quasi. Quasi. But I, I don't think this is – because this is Quasi A-F-F-U-M. I don't think that's our Quasi. Oh, I don't know. Quasi. No, I think it is because he's in the chat room and he, he said, right. oh, I'm in trouble. He said, I'm preparing to launch my first podcast and wanted to get some thoughts on my intro. So if you're wondering why I'm playing this, he asked for it. All right, uh, here we go. It starts with a skit uh, from a movie, and then the theme music comes in. Let me know what you think. So in theory, if I click this now, it's, it's weird because it goes over to a SoundCloud page, which is nothing wrong. I mean, this is a great example yeah, of when to use SoundCloud. Use of, yeah. yeah, great use of SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, but it's weird because it's SoundCloud via Facebook. Like, I can't go directly. Sure. All right, so here we go. You can feel it when you go to work, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. You take the blue pill, the story ends, 
You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah, it's a little long. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. goes on for another 15 seconds. Well, maybe he's talking during this. This, that's what I thought. That's, that's what I put in the Facebook group. I'm like, if you're if you're doing like yeah, a, uh, if you wanted a, a voice over that, yeah, perfect. But um, I also think that the 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 uh, quote, besides it being <clears throat> uh, questionable from a copyright problem, copyright issue, uh, and it may you know again, it's, it's it's you just have to defend it. The um, it may be a sentence or two too long. Yeah, I would start. Morpheus, is, as Morpheus so, drags that out, and uh, you know, as soon as he said. If you take the blue pill, I'm like, oh, that's where this is from. Yes. That yeah, was, yeah. And would, that's probably where it should have ended, I, to be honest with yeah. you. I don't know if that second bit gets as much. I see where he's trying to go with the concept of it, and I like it. I Actually, I do. I like the where he's going with that, you know, kind of the prison of the mind. Right. Blue and red pill didn't matter. I don't think they it mattered in that context. Most people would understand where that quote is from. Get it. Yeah. It's, it's from, I guess the show is going to be called The Slow Money Club. But my whole thing was I'm hoping that if he did that intro music, because that's one of my pet peeves, music for the sake of music, oh, that drives me nuts. Um, yeah. But and you it, might need about six seconds of that at normal normal volume yeah. and then just start fading yeah. it out. If he was saying, welcome to the slow money show where we show you how to think outside the box and, you know, blah, 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 blah kind of thing, then it'd be okay. But it's just, I, I, I had this one this week. I was doing the podcast rodeo show. And I was, it's fun. It's cute in a way because a guy started off a, a show and he's got this really long music intro the whole time. I'm like, you know, where's the voiceover anytime now, anytime now. Finally, the guy comes on and he's got this nasty buzz in his audio. He's like, okay, welcome to the um, Paul something, something show. And it's like in the background. Oh, no. And then he goes, joining me back again. And he's interviewing his mom. And then she says, Hey, it's great to be back in the basement. He's like, no, man, it's the studio. You got to just like, wow. Okay. So, and I said, if you're having fun, by all means, keep doing this, but you got to fix your audio. And it was just music, this really long music for no apparent reason. I was like, yeah, that needs just a little tightening up in my Yeah, I think with music, less is more, right? Right. You just, it's just make it short. And, um, you know, I I think I've heard the 15 seconds is probably the max that it should be in any given. And I know you like it. And maybe your nephew that did the music for you or a cousin or something along those lines. But I think less is more with that. And again, like you said, you, anybody can do anything they want. And if it's really good, run it. Um, I, I know Randy Cantrell does some music stuff and he'll speak in between the right. music bits. And I, that's kind of, that's kind of his gig and it, it kind of works. Yeah. It's almost a, it's hard to tell if that's a talk show or a music show. Cause it's about 50, 50. And the whole point of his music is the music is kind of on theme with whatever the heck he's talking about. So it's always kind of like, here's a song that helps illustrate my point that whatever's point is. So I kind of get where it's going. Well, and here's a guy who's going against the grain. You know, we always say all the time, don't do that. And he continues to play copyrighted music and, and do it in his form and his style. 
And he's kind of like, um, this is now he doesn't produce it to YouTube. Right. He doesn't have a gigantic audience. Um, so he's like, I'm going to do it till I'm told not to. That's it. And that's just what, that's his decision. Well, here's an interesting, I had somebody, um, talk to me this week and I'll, I'll give him credit. He actually called up and, and paid for some consulting so he could quote, pick my brain. And he had an idea for podcasters and here's what it is. Have you ever, ever heard of clarity? Mm-hmm. I think it's clarity.fm, which is how this guy found me. And what it is, is you say, I'm a guru on this subject and then you can pay per minute uh, and you get to pick whatever hourly rate you want to charge. And so he found me on clarity and said, Hey, I'd like to talk to you for about 15 minutes. I have this, this tool for podcasters and would love to get your thoughts on it. So he, he tells me what it is. It's, it's P R A X E Y, I believe.com. Let me double check that real quick. Um, and what it is, it's a way. Yeah. He, he started it because he wanted to talk to somebody like on woodworking or like he wanted to ask an expert. And the way this works is, you pay a certain amount of money and you call this person and then Praxi takes, I think it's 10% of the money that's exchanged. And I was like, okay, now do they, so, so his thought was that your diehard fans might pay to talk to you on the phone. Thoughts on that before I get into it. Um, they might actually, I don't think in droves. And I think you have to have a pretty big audience before one person says, yes, I'll, I'll do that. But I think, yes, in some cases they would, again, it'd be very, very small. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, it's going to be your diehard fans, but here's the part that really, that I thought was like, mm, you need to think about that is if I called you, like if somebody called me right now, I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm in the middle of a show. I can't talk right now. And I said, how do you schedule the phone call? So you can guarantee that both parties are available. And he goes, oh, there's no scheduling. He goes, it's just, if you want to take the call, you take the call. And if not, it goes to voicemail. And, you know, and I was like, that's going to be a problem. I said, cause you got to realize that, um, you know, we're talking about people in Germany and Spain and Brazil and, and Canada and all sorts of, you know, uh, even just in the U S you know, California to New York is a big difference in time zones. And I said, I don't particularly want some, you know, Helmut from Germany calling me at three in the morning. Uh, you know, not that I don't want to talk to him, but it's three in the morning over here. I know it's 9am in your time, but I was like that, that would be a, an issue. So, um, but that was the one that I was like, Hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea to find ways. I mean, I've seen some podcasters do some things where well, you're doing it kind of where if you join the Patreon, you get a, um, you know, you get access to me for an hour. It's a, that's another way of doing it. It's not paying right. for it directly, but it's another way to get access. I think if the demand is there and if people are interested and you're interesting, Hey, it, you know, it's all about supply and demand, right? When you get too much demand and you have short supply, prices go up, right? right? So, and that's yeah. what I ended up telling him. I told him, I said, this is how podcasters make money. You know, you either sell your stuff, other people's stuff, you get donations or there's Patreon. And I said, you know, I said, I could see where, you know, with Patreon, you get access, you know, via the the private groups and chats and things like that. I said, this is more one-on-one. I said, I see it more as a, an entrepreneur tour, somebody that wants to charge for a phone call. I said, but there's only one way to know if this would, if somebody would use it or not. I said, and that's to put it out right now. It's, he's gone back. He's redoing some things. So he just wanted my opinion on, do I think it would work? And I'm like, I said, on one hand, I know a lot of podcasters have 
trouble getting any feedback when it's free. I said, so I think it's going to be a small percentage. I'm with you. I think if anybody uses this, I said, now on one hand, it's going to be your diehard fans. I said, so that would be the cool thing. I said, you'd also want to make sure that they're not getting my phone number, obviously. Um, you know, so you got to make sure that whatever system's connecting to whatever system. Uh, I said, but I said, the only way to tell would be to to throw it out there. And I said, this may be something that works for like, you know, almost no podcasters, but then you'll have like 3% that are just going gangbusters on it. I said, so, you know, I don't know. To me, I was just like, I need to ask Jim. I said, I need more podcasters to chime in on this. Cause I'm like, my, my thing was, eh, I'm not really sure this is going to work. It's, you know, worth a shot, but uh, I, I didn't see. As more non-technical podcasters come into the space, just average people who have great content, but don't know how to get it there. I think these kinds of services, I'm, I'm seeing this a lot more in our Facebook groups and things where the questions are getting more and more basic, but the expertise is getting higher and higher. So, you know, you're getting people really, really smart people. I'm not saying we're not smart, Dave, but I'm just saying <laughs> we're getting some really, really smart people into the space whose expertise is not in podcasting. It's in whatever they're trying to do. And they don't want to burn mental energy on figuring out this podcasting thing. This is where I think the, the area of advice and consultants and whatever plays really nicely into it. When a industry matures like that, it then opens up those kinds of avenues for consulting. And so I think if you can be in that space and people can ask those questions. Now you're going to have to weed through, and Dave, you're, you're going to do this. You're still going to have to weed through all those people who want to ask you questions and they want it all to be free and I don't want to pay for anything, but they want a podcast and, you know, some of those kinds of things that's going to happen in the space, but you're going to find a couple, really a couple years ago, I started with some gals who, what, what would become radio higher ed. And, you know, we've been going for a couple years. Well, these, they don't want to mess with the technology. They just want to pay somebody to get it done. And I shot them a fair price and we haven't changed prices in a couple of years. And it's super easy work for me. They think it's incredibly complicated. So, yeah, I think there is a space where, you know, come and ask the expert on something. I don't want to become an expert in this um, type thing. I want to, in fact, in fact, this clarity site, maybe this is, I'm always looking for guests. Maybe this is one of those areas where you can do some guest bartering and say, hey, come on and be a guest. Well, clarity is cool. I, I've actually... I probably get maybe two or three phone calls a year on that. I don't really promote it a whole lot because I promote my own website, but I've had three people probably this year find me. Uh, And you get a thing that says so-and-so has proposed three times uh, that would work for them. And you go over and say, hey, one o'clock would be great. That's my lunch hour. Uh, You do that. And then you call a number and it's it's basically a, um, it's a conference call. So again, you're both calling into some anonymous number you type in a number and you both connect and you talk and chat and you get done and clarity says you just made X amount of money. And you're like, all right, I like that. And then they take a percentage of whatever it is. And it uh, looks like they have a live platform too. They have a, uh, I haven't been over there. No, I know they have like answers now, kind of like a Quora kind of thing. Um, or, or help outs, Google help outs. Remember yeah. those? Oh man. Yeah. Boy, talk, there's another thing that came and went super quick from Google. Yeah. Um, core yeah. is interesting because I actually saw somebody this morning that said, how do I know how many people are downloading my podcast? And when you were talking about people that are coming in with a completely different skill set yeah. and right. we're all kind of like, really? Like check your stats, you know, so like, how do you say that without sounding condescending? You know, just like, you know, if you're using a media host, you should be able to check your stats. 
Um, <laughs> well, you've got to, um, you got to get past that with those people and, and don't get frustrated with them That's it. and then treat them like normal people. And they will be your, you will, you know, they'll be your customers for life. If you just treat them appropriately, part of the problem is sometimes at this point in the, in the maturity cycle, we get a little frustrated with those people. And we've said this before, you yeah. know, you're like, Oh, come on. If I, if I hear one more question about a microphone, <laughs> you know, uh, ready, go you know, with those kinds of questions, you're like, um, you get really mad at them. Well, but they're, they're really, there are very solid potential customers to be pull along. You know? The funny thing is now I see people going, I did search the Facebook group. There are too many discussions on this. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to start another one. And I was like, okay, well, this, this one will be the definitive. Truth. Yeah. And then it's about well, media hosting, microphones, and mixers. And there's there's various answers, right? It yeah. just depends on we're to that point now where there's a, there's enough in the market that's good enough that it's like, what's your favorite soda? Well, yeah. you know, there's a lot of sodas out there. And uh, I've, man, I found this new tea, lemon, lemon tea thing called Fuse. It's been out there a while, but I just found it. Holy cow, Dave. It is lightning in a, in a can. Fuse is All the right. name of it. I don't know if anybody's familiar with it. We were out in Kentucky a couple of weeks ago for, for my father-in-law's funeral and they, somebody bought a case of it and brought it in. I was like, Oh, I'm thirsty. Holy cow. This fuse is good. So that's my new, that's my new favorite soda. It's the best soda. It's the only soda that you should have. Is it soda or is it tea? No, it's, it's tea. It's tea. When, uh, when I was so cur- sweet tea, sweet tea with lemon and it's just, but it, it's enhanced with B6 and B12. Vitamins. Oh, well, there you oh. go. Well, what, that's, that's the thing that makes a difference. When I was growing, when I was growing up, my friend and I, we would make Lipton instant iced tea on a two gallon jug, and and we would go through it. I mean, it was huge. The thing was as tall as our refrigerator, and we would go through literally that whole thing in a day. And I remember I went in for a, for something with my doctor, and he goes, "Your blood pressure is like borderline high," and he's like, "I need you to come back in like a week when this cold's over." So I do, and he goes back. He goes, and he's it's funny because he's like, "Are you taking drugs, son? You can tell me." And I'm like. I'm not taking any drugs. He goes, really seriously. Like, are you on, are you taking uppers? And I'm like, no. And he's like, what about like, what do you drink? And I'm like, I drink a lot of tea. And he goes, what's like a lot. I'm like, I don't know, a gallon a day. And he goes, okay, I think we found the problem. You might want to switch to decaf. So, um, Uh, Hey, you know, who doesn't need to switch to decaf? Our awesome supporters. Like, uh, I'm trying to come into like, how can I transition into this? I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. Um, so, uh, awesome people. These people have been nice enough to contribute $20, uh, uh, a month to the show. And that would be our lovely friend, Glenn, the geek over at horseradionetwork.com. Can't wait to hear Glenn just did. I think he's doing it Monday, his radio a thon where he does this thing. And he, he has like literally like thousands of dollars of gifts, uh, giveaways, his fans send in, Christmas songs based on horses. Um, Josh Rivers at uh, podcastingexperiment.com. Josh is doing a thing, design crowd, I think it was.com, where he's having a logo designed and you get to go over and vote on it. I've, I've heard about this, you know, the 99 yeah, designs and things like that. I've never seen that in action. I've always uh, been tempted to do that. And then uh, last but not least, our good friend, uh, Max Trescott over at aviationnewstalk.com. If you would like to be an awesome supporter, uh, we are deeply appreciative of that. You can go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And um, yeah, uh, I had one other thing here. Can I can I uh, suggest something? Your yeah. last school podcasting interview. Uh, uh, this is where we get to do this in reverse. Normally you talk yeah. about the interview here before we do it. <laughs> yeah. 
this was on the on last week's school podcasting a little controversial in some ways could have been a little combative as well because yeah. he was definitely set on moving in a direction that you were kind of questionable on like uh, i don't know and it really stems around I, I felt like the the pinch point in this was and by the way, I, under, I, I got both of your points. I was I was in a little conflict myself, but I thought the conflict was around: Can you ask your guests to give you a five star rating in iTunes before they're on the show? That's yeah. what I felt like was the sticky point, and that was it. I don't I don't mind asking people that you want to be guests. That what's want, so wrong with that, Dave? What's why is that so wrong? No, that in your I, opinion that I don't mind the whole thing with the if you see somebody that might be a good client and you bring them on as a guest, so you're using right. your podcast as a marketing thing. Yeah, I'm, to me, I'm like, okay, may not be the greatest the greatest uh, content, but you're right. the The sticky part for me was why are you making them? And the key yeah. there is making them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not a requirement. It sounds better. It's yeah, a requirement. It's a requirement. <laughs> um, <laughs> Making them sound so third grade, but right. it's a requirement. <laughs> but and, and he said, if it's a three star review, it's got to be five stars, yeah. and before they come on the show. And that's when I was like, nah. and I even asked him later. I go, uh, couldn't you ask them like after the after the interview? And his answer was right, no, because they won't. They, you won't do it afterwards. Yeah, then you don't have any leverage. You don't like, have any leverage on that, them. And that's why he went. If you have leverage, isn't that kind of twisting their arm? And that was it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I no, I love the idea. I think he's right on, to be honest. Uh he it's supply and demand. And he has huge demand and not enough supply. He said in there, you know, in in your case, like I just started three or four other shows to get these these people are willing to do this. It's part of the cost it's uh, of entry into it. We come at this, to me, this seems a little bit like that argument years ago of should you, should podcasters get paid or not? Remember right. in the days you go to these conferences and, you know, dude, we're doing this for charity and it's so awesome. It's podcasting and we should never get paid. It's our you know? art, man. <laughs> exactly. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, you, you get that. And I feel like, Dave, a little bit of that in your pushback. Is a little bit of that old school, like we shouldn't or couldn't or, or, or it's wrong to ask for that kind of, what's the difference between them giving you a overwhelming Twitter bomb right. advertising and a five-star ranking on iTunes? I, I don't see the difference. Well, I, to me, it's one thing to do that, but there's nothing like when you go to iTunes and you see this guy has 5,000 five-star reviews, there's nothing that says, oh, by the way. These reviews were. Oh, I get what you're saying. I yeah, get what you're saying. It, yeah. it, it's um, and then Rich says, you know, I, his point was, why would I want to? Why would I want to be a guest on a show if it's not worth five stars? And I'm like, because you want to promote your book. And that's my question. I want to. I almost want to go to his guest and go, did you really think it was five stars, or did you do it because I see that that was one of the questions in Facebook this week. How do I get to be a guest on other shows? And if I said, well, would you mind? Um, subscribing and giving this guy a five-star review to be on their show. Most people would go, does it get me on the show? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. I think I, that's the question. I don't know. I'm assuming that because I know sometimes if you're like, Oh, that's my target audience. Um, maybe some people would go over and do that. I don't know. But it's in the guest's best interest to yeah. go over and give it a five-star ranking. Cause then it gets more exposure. I mean, the, the motivations are all in the right place, right? It, it helps the guest. I, and I get what you're saying that it's like, it's not honest in some, you, you, there, there's a hit, there's a, a hint of dishonesty. I think in most cases, 
that it's not, you know, the question is how, how ethical is that? Right. Right. And I don't think it's, and it just kind of depends where you land on the ethical spectrum. I don't think it's that unethical that and he's, he, that he's, he's making it a requirement, man. It's in, in some ways it's just genius. It's marketing right. genius. You know, you're like, Hey, if you want to be on the show, these are the requirements, have a great story, do this and that, you know, because he also, I have a feeling he listens to their story. He only picks the best. He was getting what 50 and he only picks three. Yeah. No, it's so, three a week. So he's right. picking 15. A month. So, but still, yeah, he gets a chance to kind of weed out the and, and keep the interesting ones. I mean, if you can do it, and he is doing it, you know, I don't know. I, I just didn't. I I don't object to it. I think as much as you do. I get the integrity piece to it, by the way. But I don't. Yeah, that, that was my only thing. It's like, mm, yeah. but I'm like, hey, if you don't care that, you know, it's- do, so do you, do you think it falls in the same spectrum as if I? So if I'm if I'm interviewing this this Coke, if it got sent to me, right. It, it for free, uh, and I don't disclose that, that there's a problem with that, right? But if I say, Coke sent this to me, what you're saying is in some somewhere, because he's not saying, hey, I require everybody to give me a five-star re- review that's on here. But, but at the same time, it's open. People could give him one and two stars on there that aren't his guests if they don't like it. I mean, it, they can do that, that's right? True. Isn't that fair? Yeah, that's true. But it's... I don't know. To me, it just, it, it, it makes it, it's almost a, um, everybody wins trophy. You know what I mean? It's like, look at me. I've got 300 five-star review. I'm like, yeah, but those were under protest potentially not protest, but those are, those are mandatory five-star reviews. And, and I was like, where somebody else, you know, like a Pat Flynn that gets those five-star reviews, he got them because he delivered great content and he's the one and only awesome Pat Flynn. So I get it. It's just a matter of, you know, are you willing to politely suggest in a very strong way that you give me a five-star review before I even consider you as a guest? I was like, eh, not me. Yeah. It's, it's a sticking point. It's a sticking point for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't find it. I actually, I found it genius. Kind of like I started thinking back. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should start suggesting, right. hey, to help benefit us, it might be helpful if you went out to iTunes. Yeah. You know, gave us a review. Yeah. And that's where I like, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what I should be doing is saying at the end of it, here's the link to Twitter. Here's, you know, when you give that stuff to a guest, I should be adding, if you wouldn't mind, if you had a good time on the show, you know, would you mind going to the show, subscribing, rating and reviewing? Yeah. They won't do it though. It's hard. No, they won't. People won't do it. If you're in the phone. Just like if we asked right now, Dave, our audience, we've got, I don't know, there's 15 of them out there. Darn it. Listening to ask the podcast coach right now. I bet if we said now they'll do this despite me, but, but you know, if we said, <clears throat> go out and give us a ranking on iTunes, I think the numbers would be pretty small. You, you know, Hey, if we just suggested it would really help ask the podcast coach, if you gave us a review right now right. and it, it would be great if it was a five star, would you go do that? And it's I super think easy. Just, it. just go to ask the podcast coach.com slash iTunes. And that will take you right there. Um, Rich says I'm cynical. Am I cynical? You can be in this area, but yeah. you're a, you're a stickler. Here's one of the things: you're a stickler for this this idea of integrity, and this is <clears throat> this is just kind of poking that for you. This mm-hmm. is like that incessant poking on your forehead when we, when we talk <laughs> about like you know when you talk about mandatory five star reviews. That just doesn't sit well with you. 
from a business perspective, if you take the if you take that piece out from a right. business perspective, this is pure. Oh, genius. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm yeah. like. I just, I just, I, and I told him, I said, anytime I'm asking somebody who's not my audience to go rate and review my show, I'm like, that seems a little weird. And he's like, well, would you want to go on a show that you wouldn't rate and review for five? And I, I see. And I agree with him on that statement. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Do you want to be on a show that you can't give a five star to? And I think some I, people would. Well, I think they will, but that's their problem, right? If, yeah. If he's saying, look, here's how you, here's how he answers your integrity question is he says, look, if you can't do that, you shouldn't be on my show. So he would say every single one of those five stars is valid because I gave them the option not to be on the show. And I, and I think that that actually fulfills that integrity issue. Joe says they are not mandatory. No, I was pretty under the impression that they were no, mandatory. They are mandatory. Yeah. If yeah you, no, if, they are definitely. And it wasn't an, he, he made it sound like it wasn't an automatic thing. It was like step one, go subscribe, rate and review five stars. And I will, and then you have to go fill out a form. And that one was like, wow, okay, you know. But on the other hand, the guy's got too many guests, so who am I to? Uh, I just that was the part that got me that it was it was uh, strongly suggested that. Uh, yeah, but it's but I think it, it fulfills the integrity question because he says you don't have to be on the show. I'm, if, that's it. He said I can't do this. That was his. Don't come on my show. He had a great reply. He goes, I didn't ask them to come on the show. They asked me. Yeah. And that's right. when I was like, you know what? He's got a point. Yeah, he does. It. We've talked about this a bunch, but the, the motivations are different when someone asks you to be on your show than when you ask them to be on the show. And that's what he's turned that into is he has a sign up now. And it's like, hey, I'm going to be very clear. This is what I'm asking for. And if you're going to be on the show and you can't give me, a, if you've listened to this and you can't give me a five-star ranking, don't come. Like, I'm not interested in having you on. I want you to be as excited about being on here as I think that fulfills the integrity question. And I think he's just fine at that point because there's an, there's an opt out. Oh no, Joe, they had to rate. No, here's the thing. You had to go over, subscribe, give him a five-star review and take a screenshot of your five-star review. You can't go over there and give him a one-star review. It was, it was. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Like I, I get, we're talking about it now. Well, why would you do that? We're, he's trying to create this community success and he wants people who will help him create that momentum. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. Yes. SP says there's nothing wrong with integrity in your podcasting. In fact, that's what might be the issue with podcasting today. Too much emphasis on business. Um, well, that goes back to the purity, you know, the purity of podcasting. We're, uh, we're, well, you he, know, he, SP also said not all people that podcast as a hobby are, are into drugs and, and things and that, I'm not saying that either because there are a lot of podcasters that really do this as a hobby because they love their topic. Uh, but there are some people, man, I never will forget the very first, whatever it was, new media world mobile podcast, whatever it was out in Ontario, California. And me and Paul Culligan walked in and said, we think we can monetize this stuff. And people literally wanted to go hang us because it was an art, man. You can't, it's my art. Literally. I mean, Okay. And there are, I mean, it is. I mean, I, I did a, um, my last step, I joked my last episode of, um, building a better Dave. I said, and sometimes you guys are my therapist. So I'm just going to talk about what's in my brain. It's a little weird. And this is what my thought, and there's absolutely no value in that for my audience. I will be the first to say no value at all. It's just me talking about, cause I listened to a bunch of shows about grief and it got me thinking about dealing with grief and how weird it is. Um, and so there was really, the only value is if you've ever wondered what goes on in my head, now you know. And I have a friend of mine, Marcus Couch, that goes, 
dude, you need to put out more of these episodes. This is my favorite one of all the podcasts you do. He goes, it's so bizarre. And he goes, it's like you just walk in and drop trow. He goes, it's so intimate. He goes, this is bizarre. Um, but it, that that one is literally is my art. That's when I'm like, I'm just going to turn on a microphone and I like to hear myself talk apparently. So I, I, that's that I do that. And there are plenty of people that do that by all means. It's the people that do that where I always have a problem is somebody does that. You know, they're interviewing their mom in their basement with bad audio and then go, why can't I get a sponsor? And I'm like, mm, that's where the, that's, that's where, again, it seems like there's too much focus on business, but you just made it about business. So that's where it's like, mm, you know, well, and there's a lot of money out there. I mean, this yeah. is the thing is, is there's a lot of money to be had. And so people are trying now that the folks coming in now are the ones who are thinking like, Hey, there's, they're being attracted to the money. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're going to, they're going to emphasize the business end of things. I think you can have good of both. You know, we, we, we um, talk about either end, you know, and, you know, we make, we make the purest end sound a little drug culture when we say man and dude. And, you know, I, 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 I implied a few minutes ago that they were pot smokers and they're not, I apologize for that, but because the purest end can be very, very pure. And then there's the business end and, and the, both of them are very extreme when we think about, you know, this guy and, or uh, when we think about the Pat Flynn's or the Michael Hyatt's right. or the, you know, uh, Ravencraft guys, but there's a whole bunch of us that live in the middle in this space where we are a little bit business and a little bit hobby and a little bit fun and a little bit whatever. And that's where it gets a little mushy in there. Cause we, we all have different, you know, we're coming at it from different perspectives. Well, um, um, Craig says, from Inglaeus podcast, he says, I'm tempted to start a podcast only for the money, but not being passionate about the subject is holding me back. And that's where I would ask, how easy is it going to be to make content? Because that's where you need the passion. When it starts to be hard, because when you first start off, you, you may not have an audience. So the money's not going to be coming in. So that's where you have extra work, no compensation. That's where that passion fuels that. So if you can, if you have a way to get great content, easy, that might fly. I'm still really, really tempted to start a podcast about Akron, Ohio. I'm not super like, like, oh, I love Akron, Ohio. I just want to do a local podcast and see what would happen. But that's the, and that's what I started doing. I started looking at like, where would, what would be my sources of, of content? Because that's going to be the thing. The content has to be easy. If I have to go do an interview, I have to do interviews anyway, but if I have to do a lot of research, and things like that. So I'm, I'm looking into like local, like, is there uh, an Akron, Ohio government site? Is, um, I think it might be even interesting to do like, is there like a police blotter? Like, did you guys know that the, you know, Seven Eleven on market was robbed last week or, and then where can I get entertainment news? It's going to be a newspaper, right? So you're going to have business, um, government, you know, um, entertainment, things like that. And so it's one of those things it's like, and, and that's where I was like, I need to look at this and see how much time is it going to take? Because when you start something, that means unless you got a lot of margin, you're going to quit something else. And I'm like, is this going to be worth it? So um, it, it, it definitely, if you're, if you're going into it for just the money, then definitely the content becomes secondary. And I'm not saying you don't have to be passionate about it, but I think you should be, you, you can be less passionate about it. Lately, I've been digging into this blockchain you know, concept. And I, I'm, I'm tempted to start a blockchain podcast for the <laughs> average guy, right? Because it's like, it's super interesting. I don't, the, the content of it is, is kind of secondary. The, the point is I'm making some money doing it. And it's like, all of a sudden, you're kind of like, 
I'm already to the point in two months where I'm making more money off blockchain options than I ever made in podcasting. And you kind of go, hmm, okay. When you start chasing, you know, when you start chasing the money, so to speak, you got to be okay with that. But it's a little bit different when there's actually money coming in. I don't think you have to have as much passion about the, the subject. Yeah, Darwin Dave, who does dealingwithmygrief.com, he's going to interview his mom. That makes sense. I, I think the case I was listening to on the podcast rodeo show, I literally think the guy had nobody else to talk to. It was like, mom, can you come be on my show? And then he even started off that he did. He, he said my favorite phrase. I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about. And as soon as I hear that, it's just, you know, I, I you know, there we go. I'm like, that's just wait for the train. Just wait for the train. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, Ron is here. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, Dave. How you been doing? Good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. And it's good to see also Jim back on the show for once. Thanks, Ron. Yeah. Good to be back. Appreciate it. Question for you guys. Um, this has been kind of uh, bugging me a little bit, and I've been thinking about it over and over again. I keep getting the emails. If you feel that you have nothing to get, I, I helped someone with some podcasting consulting, and now she wants me to be on the show. At the time, I thought about it and went, am I the right fit? And I keep getting the emails asking me to, you know, fill out the fill out the form and uh, put your name out to it. But I don't want her picking me just because she needs another person to interview. But I'm also not sure what I bring if there is anything I can bring to the conversation. You know, being out of the loop of podcasting and everything else for a little bit. Uh, how long's the interview? I have no idea. I think it's like an hour. Oh. Um done live because i've done a lot of interviews that i'm like i'm not quite sure i fit your audience but i'll yeah, but you can ron you can kind of morph that i mean there's a couple ways to approach it if you're not comfortable doing the interview just tell them like hey i'm not really comfortable doing the interview like cut that off so they stop bothering you right don't 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 let that go on if you're just not comfortable doing it if you're kind of wondering if it's going to fit or not ask them for a pre-call and and get them one on one and say, hey, can we get a fifteen minute pre call where I can just kind of talk through this with you? I've got some questions about what you're going to ask me. If you don't think it'll be a detriment to your brand, in other words, if you're going on a show or you think it will damage your podcasting brand, I, I would say why not? If if they've asked you and they really want you to be on there, you know, let give them give them the shot and whether it's applicable or not. Don't self-select. We we say that term a lot at Gallup because that's what we call it, where you take yourself out of the game when you didn't really need to. You know, it's kind of like mm. so. You know, think I don't know. React to that, Ron. What do you th- what do you think about those options? It it was something I did think about. Um, the fact that me, I am offering something that I'm not aware of myself thinking about, but at the same time, it's just like, am I hurting myself? Am I hurting the brand I'm working on now? Because I've kind of switched gears again and I got a couple more ideas of some type of podcast I want to start up but I haven't really found you know the yin and the yang in a sense you know I, I, I know that I could come up with about maybe 7 or 10 episodes but then again I come to the point of after those 7 to 10 episodes what do I have next in the tank well it, in some cases I mean look at uh, S-Town Right. That was a seven episode podcast. It was never meant to be ongoing. And so I think sometimes we get stuck on that thought that if I do a podcast, it's going to be weekly forever. And it's like, not always. It doesn't have to be. No, it could be monthly for seven months and you're done. Yeah. You know, if it's really good, uh, set that expectation if that's what you want to do. But 
but you know, back to this interviewing, you know, being a guest on their program, um, you know, I, I don't think it can, it can, you know, it depends on their brand. Have you listened to their podcast? What is it like? Do you like it? No, I have not had a chance to listen to it only because I got busy and, you know, with work and everything else. And now they got the free time that I can do this now. Yeah. It's kind of like, a, uh, do I have what it, what she's looking for? Because she thinks so. Is, yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I'm tempted to fill out the form and see what happens and what's, go from there. That would be my question. Like, what's on the form? Do you have to come up with the questions? I don't think so. I think this is more of a um, pre-screening uh, form, uh, basically to see if you're, you know, fill out this form. And then after we review the form, we will be in contact with you within, oh. uh, you know, three to four business days. Yeah, I would fill out the form. I mean, it's in, unless it's the, you know. Nazi podcast or, you know, the Harvey Weinstein show, I'm not going on it, you know, but if it's, if it's anybody else, I mean, I've been on some shows. I've had people go, it's only episode three. I don't have an audience yet. I'm like, that's all right. You will eventually have an audience. I don't mind. I did an episode one for a student who was just starting podcasting and it was super awkward, but they needed a guest and it was like, you know, he was like, Hey, would you be on my podcast? Yeah. And here's the thing. What you're doing there is not growing your audience. You're building a relationship with that person that will remember you. They're like, hey, man, that guy came on episode three. That guy's cool. So that's how I looked at it. It was just a, a, a way of of making a new friend. So um, and I've I don't know, I, I, I listen to most shows that I go on on occasion if they you know, it's like, oh, it's next Tuesday and I don't have a chance to listen to it. But most of them ask the for me, they ask the same questions. You know, where do you see podcasting going? And, you know, my heart, my hardest part when I get interviewed is not pulling my chain and saying the exact same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So, but I would give it a shot. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, I waste a half hour of my time on a podcast that nobody listened to. The only thing that I'm worried about, and this might be, I thought about this. I had somebody that interviewed me last week and it will not be out. I think he said till like March, he's got like 800 in the can. That has me worried because if you do interview me, even if it's only to seven listeners, I do want it to go live. And I'm like, when I see like two months of back catalog, I'm like, okay, because I'm not, I'm not feeling real positive that this guy's ever going to get off the ground. And I was like, that might be a question I ask is like, if I, if I interview me next week, if you interview me, how long till it goes live? Because a lot of people are really on this bandwagon of having 37 episodes in the can before it goes live. And I'm like, are you live yet? Kind of thing. That's, that's something that I'm a little, something I'm like, Hmm. Cause I don't my, want Mike Howard. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Dave. Go ahead. Mike Howard said in the chat room, he just did an episode three with someone for the reason Dave just mentioned, didn't take a lot of his time and help build the relationship. And Ron, I think that's, those are the questions you ask yourself. Like, is it worth the relationship? Is it worth losing the relationship if you don't do it? And, you know, is it, 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 how really, how much time does it take? You know, if it's an hour long interview, it's an hour of your day. And I, I think that's worth giving the space to, and even if it's not a hundred percent related to what you can bring, really good podcasters can morph anything into good content. And so maybe you can bring, you know, maybe you can work it so you can bring some real value to it. So I, I'd encourage you to do it. If you're comfortable with it, I'd encourage you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm 
like I said, I'm still debating the idea of doing it. And it's, it's more of a, I'm like, I'm like the rest of them. You know, I got like eight episodes now in the can, got the ninth episode in the can. My, my end is just, I want to have a few episodes just in case we get backed up and we just can't get an episode out right away. At least we can stay somewhat consistent is my feeling and all that. But at the same point, I do hear where you're coming from. Dave also is like, are they ever going to air it? When is it going to get aired? Yeah, I wouldn't be relevant too much about that. Just as the new rule is to have 25 in the can. Yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy talk out because there. Because I, I know a lot hey, of people you, that might not make it to 25 and then they quit. But, but if you get it, well, that's, but Dave, if they do 25 and they quit, they've got 25. You know, yeah, but I mean, so. like they never launched. That's the problem. Yeah, oh, like, I, oh, I need to yeah. get to 25 and I've only got 21. Whereas if they had started releasing those and actually got a little feedback, now they got some gas in the tank to, you know, and they're getting feedback from their audience. Hopefully um, now I've got more topics to choose from where like you never made it to 21 because you never got, you know, the ball rolling. I'm like, that so me. we're at the end of our time, Ron. Thanks for coming on. I do want to say before you go, though, I have my Xbox. I see your Xbox in the background, your original Xbox. <laughs> and I just wanted to point mine out right, right there, right above my head. Yours is right above your head. So great minds. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very nice. So very I got cool. the Xbox, the PS2, you know, the whole Holy nine yards. But yeah, well, I'm a gamer also. He's, on the a, side. he's a gamer guy. Yeah. Go. I like it. Is that a, and then is that a, uh, what's the, the guitar? Is that a guitar hero? For Guitar Hero for the uh, Wii U. For yeah. the Wii, actually. Nice. Not the U. Very cool. A lot of Guitar Hero at the Collison House, let me tell you. And it's a day we played a lot of Guitar Hero. So very cool. Ron, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. You Jim, bet. what's coming on on the uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? TheAverageGuy.tv. We took a break, but we have Erin Lawrence coming. She's a Canadian tech blogger. She's dynamite. She's bringing all her Christmas recommendations. So she's coming up. But the things you can't live without tech-wise over, you know, as, as we talked about the Christmas stuff for podcasters, this is kind of the tech stuff you should think about over Christmas. And this week on the School of Podcasting, it will be the episode with uh, what are you going to be doing differently in 2018? I get to, I'll be doing a lot of alphonic this afternoon as I get those into shape and edit them. It's, it's a fun, it's, you know what? I cannot complain because I got a lot of feedback. I got a huge amount. And I'm like, that just talk about putting gas in your tank holy cow so that uh will be coming up i kind of already said what i'm going to be doing so for those of you that listen to the show i apologize for my rerun because you'll hear my what i'm doing differently in uh, 2018 uh michael asked uh what if the 25 podcasts are evergreen well we might be talking about that in the post show and again if you want to see the post show go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and become an awesome supporter and uh, we are here pretty much for the rest of the year. December 9th, I'm going to be in Seattle. So we won't have a show that week, but the rest of the year we will be here. Right, Jim? You're not going anywhere, are yeah, you? Yeah, no. School doesn't start again until the end of January. Awesome. So we're here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thanks for listening. Uh, chat room, stick around for some post show. 